Brent is a gay, Kaylin's a gay, Clark is a gay, Ryan's a gay, Adam's a gay, Brent is a gay, Clark is a gay, Clark is a gay, Ryan's a gay, Adam's a gay, homo superior, homo superior, homo superior. Wow, that was great. I like the other one, and that was like our that was like our seventh take. We did it. That was Earth Two take. It's issue 119, y'all, and happy holidays and Merry Xmas. Merry Xmas. Uh, so this is a homo superior tradition now, uh, third year in a row. We are doing our secret, secret Santa. <gasps> oh, Who wants to go it's first? It's like our hungry, hungry hippos. Uh, you know what? I, I'm going to go first because the third oh. year in a row, I got Ryan Crawl. God damn it. It better be something Laura Dern related. Okay. <laughs> so for the third year in a row, I got Brent. <laughs> oh, perfect. We gotta figure, out this we gotta figure this out. We need to like hide someone's name yeah. for each person. Okay, so Ryan Crawl is getting his gift okay. and he's gonna open it up. Yeah, Ryan, you can put that down. Will you hold this microphone yeah. to but my I'll hold mouth? Yeah, speak to That's us. Great. Yeah. Okay, so I, it looks like a That's basketball like in a bag. Ooh, my hand's it's gonna. A, That's exactly what it is. I, do I know like, your. Uh, Kaylin put it in one of those drawstring bags, which I really like as a wrapping thing. It's a beautiful gray silver bag. Uh, it's just a burlap. It's just coal. I just it. got him coal. I'm opening it. There's a card for it. It says Merry Xmas from Kaylin. Merry Xmas from Kaylin. That's so sweet, Kaylin. Can, can you uh, put the mic? <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it is. Oh, my God. What is it? It's a double-sided dildo. No. Ooh. Set, almost oh. double-sided Dazzler. <laughs> oh, I love it. Look at her go. It's um, It's a very large figure of Dazzler, and she is in her disco outfit, and it's how big would you say this is? I'd Twelve say, inches. Uh, I'd say it's like two, three inches. <laughs> <laughs> it's a grinder. Twelve, uh, real life six. It's gorgeous. It's the Marvel Gallery. Series, oh my god! It it's, like. Yeah, it's really cool. So she has a great ass. In Let that. me see it from the front. Allison Blair uh, it, was It's a, a woman, Clark. You can use some respect. Thank yeah. you. Allison Blair it's was not a, a high woman. schooler. It's a, it's a piece of metal, a plastic, I should say. Wow. This is great. I love it. Thank you, Katie. Yep. All right. So, 30 in a row, Ryan Crawl, 30 in a row, a Dazzler related gift. <laughs> <laughs> I right. thought someone got Boom Boom for him last year. Uh, yeah, I did. Oh, that's boom, right. Boom Boom. Yeah, boom, boom, boom. Actually, both oh. years. Yeah. Thank you. I love it. Someone. Okay. It'll go on my shrine of Dazzler. All right. Who wants to go next? You want to go next? Since I already said I have Brent for the third year in a row. My presents are always different from each other, though. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, we don't, you don't <laughs> get the, same, I, I the give, same thing. I didn't give three Glob Herman things. I will uh, give credit to Clark. It's uh, beautiful. He wrapped it in comic books he hates, um, which is actually a very cute way of wrapping a present. Oh, it's uh, Guggenheim's run, it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> There's tape all over it because I had it so tight that I couldn't um, properly tape it. That's what I knew about you. I had it so <laughs> tight I couldn't properly tape it. Ooh. <laughs> And he's opening it. He's ripping the paper. It's a book shape. Mm -hmm. It's a book shape. Oh my Ooh. god! It's a book. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my Logic god. Comics, an epic search for truth. Yep, it's an entire oh. comic about the search you, for truth you, through logic. You Which should act as my stand, like Adam did. Did Adam you not did see? A great yeah, job. I was doing that. No, I have to lean in. <laughs> Clark, yeah. tell us about Kaylin it. Okay, hands. so I hate buying for you. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> because you're the, mo the most difficult one to buy for, I think. Oh, uh, you could have just dropped after uh, difficult. No, he's, don't, he's ugly, too. Well, just the same. So I, I went to the uh, store and literally a uh, comic stop and I was looking for every fucking thing possible and couldn't find anything. So I walked up to Nick, who works at Big Planet Comics. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, uh, that's an easy and I was like, what would I give for somebody who, who um, 
likes some, some sort of science stuff, logic stuff, blah, 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 nonfiction comic book. And he oh. went through all these other ones, and I was like, man, nah, nah. And then he went to, like, this is a good. It's about logic. And I was like, not interested. And then I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but Brent would wait. Uh, wait, so do you know what it's about, or? I skimmed through it. It's very interesting. Did you not hear? It, it says pulls, logic. I know. It, it says logic. It pulls it. into, um, I think, Greek philosophy a bit at the beginning. Oh. I don't know. You'll well, read it. I actually do think it's a perfect gift for you because when we were talking about which courses that every kid should learn, you said logic. That is true. Yes, that is true. Yes. Yeah. And we had a weird argument about math one time and then you got into logic with that. Uh, well, I actually am looking five. forward to reading this. It, yeah. It looks great. Yeah. Wait, wait. Thank you, Clark. Put the name on it. What is logic it? Logic Comics. Uh, comics spelled with an X at the end. An epic search for truth. And it's a guy... Uh, proving he's God to a stack of dom- dominoes. <laughs> what are the I, names of those folks on there? They're Greek. Uh, <laughs> Apostolos <Greek>. Deoxidus and <laughs> nice. Christos H. Papa Demetrio. Uh-huh. Wait, those aren't fake names? <laughs> no. <laughs> Wouldn't that be impressive? People are real people, <laughs> yeah. Adam. Uh, art by Alex <laughs> de Papadatos and Annie Dodona. Well, there uh, you go. All right. Yeah. Now I know Andy. <laughs> uh, Annie. <laughs> I, oh. I know Andy. Who? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, who's next? There were three. We're just going a circle. Uh, okay. Just go. Thank okay. you. I received sexually, Clark. Hmm. Here is your present, Clark. Uh-oh. It's in a bag because wrapping sucks. Is that your bag? It says Merry yeah. Christmas. It's something my mother would get uh, that nice bag. I stole it from There's her. There's white tissue paper in house. it, which good, I'm tossing good. in the air. Just throw everywhere. Get this out of here. Who you, needs the environment? That's right, actually Ryan, do you want to hold, hold his mic? While no, he, I'm holding it. Okay. I want to hold it so Jesus it's more Christ. insane. Oh. So it's a picture frame, and it's of, uh, a, oh, it's of a rabbit. Mm-hmm. And, and did, who is that rabbit on Did you get this it? special? Oh, my God, you really did. This is his bus stop. So this is Jumbles the Rabbit. Oh, my God. And <laughs> he has an X costume on, and he is at a bus station. And he's using his mutant he's power. He's using his mutant power to catch a bus. Who did you get to do that? That is really good. Thank uh, you. Friend of the pod, Alex. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, what an great? amazing. That's amazing. That's awesome. Amazing. Thank you. That's so good. Isn't that's, it? that's really good. Thank you. Poncho, a.k.a. Jumbles. 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 <laughs> also, I will just say. He's r- really good at catching buses. <laughs> Ryan Krell spent a long time looking for that episode. Oh. Oh, I Did you find Was it the right one that I told you? It, yes. Episode 14? 23. 23. Oh, 23. <laughs> yeah. oh, 14, oh, 14 was the one with your cow situation. Yes. I told him it was 23, and then he didn't listen to me. Well, I, I skimmed Jumbles I sk- that long ago? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. It was wow. the end of 2017. I skimmed it, and Our last I good episode. It. <laughs> it's good. Thank also you very much. Also, our first good episode. All right. Yeah. Now I've, I wish I had a flag it, but I don't. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to flag it statue. Um. Like you go next. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I, I H had, is for Homo Superior. Oh. You had me two years ago. Ooh, I know. <laughs> Too many of the uh, same. Yeah, you Are you me? keeping score on everyone? Yeah, I am. No, it's easy to track. Yeah. No, I, I don't remember who got me. Oh. 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 Oh my god. It's uh these oh, X minifigures. And it's everybody from Scarlet Witch to Jubilee. It's awesome. I love this. This is like their little mini, mini figurines. Uh, uh, yeah, like metal die cast figures. Yeah. I originally was on the search for like an Emma Frost type thing. And then rather than just having an individual figure, I was like, you can have a giant uh, battlefield. There was, I think your, you should uh, show up to every game night 
with those as your playing pieces instead yeah. of like stupid Monopoly pieces. <laughs> they do yeah, exactly. actually. It's or funny Dungeons you, and Dragons. It's yeah. funny you mentioned that because they do look a lot like Hero Clicks figures. Like there was that totally. old game yeah. where it's like they had the little stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. what. Which is, Scarlet? Got, yeah, that was the Boom Boom one. Yeah, that's what you Yes, yeah. that's right. The Boom Boom game. Um, That Scarlet Witch looks phenomenal. Yeah, that's actually my favorite that, one. She looks so cool. So I open Colossus, yeah, for that matter. They both look great. When I opened the so box, shiny. I was like, oh, neat. I know they have an Avengers set of that, too. So if I get you next year, that's what you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, I love, also, anyone else is going to get it. Right. <laughs> I do love that uh, Emma Frost is in there, and she's wearing a, a rather demure outfit for Emma. Yeah, yeah. that was, it looked like her one from... Morrison a little bit no because she because she's no. like lost that weird titty titty dress titty titty oh, she's got a dress. suit on it's yeah. more of a titty suit yeah this is amazing thank you very You're much welcome. all right so obviously that implies that I got Adam uh, oh. Adam it is heavy so you might want to uh, hand your microphone to Ryan okay okay <laughs> <laughs> thank you what You're a nice stand you are really wow what is this that thing? is the world's biggest Ooh, candy it looks like a basketball I know it's it feels like why a, does everything look like a basketball it feels it? like a bowl a of caramel summer. popcorn <laughs> I'm so you better open. share if it's caramel popcorn it is ah uh, so Adam uh <laughs> almost as much as me <laughs> makes uh charcuterie and cheese plates all uh, the time but poorly very compared to Brent it's uh everything is just put out in its plastic container on a board, <laughs> and so I figured, let's up your game. Let's put you in the big this leagues. So cute, with a nice selection of meats and cheeses, oh and a gorgeous basket. Yeah, yeah. this basket's adorable. Um, uh, some of this stuff is cold. Yeah, it's cold. When was this wrapped? Uh, thirty minutes ago. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. the FDA. Yeah, no, <laughs> just want to make sure. You little, you got your little uh, salami. Okay, so prosciutto. Oh, Excuse so prosciutto. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm Italian. Gonna, I'm gonna take this to <laughs> take this to the premiere of uh, the Rise last, of Skywalker. The, the last Skywalker, the Rise of Skywalker. You know I'm gonna go to see it. And you're just gonna eat salami. I'm just gonna bring it. I'm gonna bite it off in. your hands. Yeah, he's gonna, gonna actually finish before this podcast. I'm gonna is put over. it underneath my shirt. No, this is very nice. Thank you. So I actually Perfect. was so funny. I was walking out of uh, Trader Joe's like two days ago, and I saw they had like were like make your own basket thing. I was like, that's a really great idea for a gift. So thank you. Uh, I don't know what that is, but sounds great. No, it was like basically you just do this. Uh, also- Are we going to eat before Star Wars tonight? <laughs> yeah. Good question. Yeah. Bandit Taco. Can we go to Bandit Taco? Yeah, Shout yeah, out yeah. to Bandit Taco. Every- You're just dropping... <laughs> <laughs> You're dropping all these plugs for places that haven't paid for them. No, yeah, they haven't. Exactly. All right. Well, so uh, we from Homo Superior wish you a happy holiday as well. Turn off your computer. (laughs) We we should note that we will be off next week. um, (laughs) This literally sounds like we're... But but we will be releasing our uh, review of Rise of Skywalker um, on Monday, so you'll have that... Uh, to to keep you through the week, right? And then our next regular episode will be the best of 2019, best and worst of 2019. Yes, because so, we're also negative as positive too. As yeah, we're it's more the wor- negative. It's the worst, <laughs> more worst. We're also sometimes <laughs> we're, the best. Some best. We're, we're continuing this, right? Like this isn't just Wait, the end of the podcast. No, 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 no. T- yeah, 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 I, I figured going. it's probably better to tell people at the beginning because they're not going to always listen to the end. To get that information that we're not going to be yeah, here. Yeah, we have week. a lot of content. No, no, I meant. Okay, never mind. Yeah. We're at, don't turn off your computer. You we're did still sound, talk. The two of you sounded like you were. You literally the sound like you're ending the podcast, <laughs> and that, that's when I said turn off your computer. Oh, a no, joke, no, I, and then yeah, don't 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 turn it off. We're yeah. still we're still recording. <laughs> Do it if you want. We can't control you. I don't but. like that information to you guys causes you to shut off. 
Yeah. Any any factual uh, information you just got. It was uh, ending factual information just, that the people listening would also do. Just before we wrap up, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Taco Bandit and Big Black. <laughs> Bandit Taco, is that right? Bandit Taco and it. Planet Big. Yeah. Did you say Big Black Cock? <laughs> big Black Cock. You know what? That's the third one I was going to say. Big Black Comics would be an amazing store <laughs> if a black person opened it. Probably not if I opened it. Well. Okay, anyway, so what else are we talking <laughs> about tonight? Black Face Comics here by Adam Kasari. So, Dawn of X. We have a lot of Dawn of X books to get through this week. Uh, just really quickly, previously on Dawn of X, Kate Pride has become the Red Monarch of the Hellfire Trading Company. Shinobi becomes the Black Bishop. Uh, Captain Britain, Gambit, Jubilee, and Slut Dragon Shogo <laughs> fight in the other world. Slut! <laughs> While the Darwinist, formerly known as Apocalypse, brings Richter to Krakoa. Pete Wisdom shows up. Pete Wisdom, agent of Black Air, shows up looking for Betsy Braddock. And in New Mutants, the younger Academy ex-mutants have found missing uh, the missing mutants Beak, Angel, and their kids living in Nebraska. Bad guys ensue. Meanwhile, a resurrected Professor X ex- assembles his X-Force. That's a really hard sentence You're to saying, say. You almost said X-Sembles. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. X-Sembles is a great name for an Avengers X-Men book. <gasps> that is good. Uh, a resurrected Professor X assembles the X-Force to handle <laughs> deniable operations for Kakoa, and Cable gets captured by an agent of Apoth, not a goth, as I say, Apoth, mm-hmm. who's apparently created by Psylocke. Ryan Krell, you want to lead us into the books from this week? Holy yeah. moly. Oh, my goodness. Um, so Marauders <laughs> came out number four Nailed this it. week. So Kate and Bishop go on a mission. Um, they're having some fun dialogue back and forth. Um, and basically, their mission is to find Lim Zhao, who we find out is actually uh, basically in his own house. Mm-hmm. Wait, who is Lim Zhao? <laughs> we really just... What? <laughs> We're finding some guy that everyone assumes is going to be important because we just named the person. Well, Lim Zhao... They, they talked about him before in yeah. previous issues. And he's the husband of... Mrs. Zhao. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Zataran. Good Lord. Anyway, a bunch of like weird Lady Deathstrike people show up. They fight them. Kitty Pride shows her powers in a cool way again by using a pillow fight. And then they rescue him and they basically give Mrs. Zhao the business at a press conference. Mm-hmm. And then we find out that she's actually going to reform with the old Hellfire Academy. The stupid oh, is that who those people were? Yeah, what was the that? Wolverine and X Men for a hot second and they yeah. weren't good and they should have not. So, they, like so they were called the Hellfire Club and then the Hellfire Academy and they recruited a lot of the kids from um, Wolverine and the X Men. But that's when Wolverine was called Patches, right? Or Patch? Whatever what? Patch Adams, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, where he just showed up at hospitals. And yeah, he's like, he had a patch over his eye. No, no, no good lord, something else. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it was a it was a pretty good issue in I terms of like dialogue and I like, enjoyed it. Uh, I think Bishop and Kate together were pretty fun. And uh, Bishop agreed to become uh reluctantly red. agreed to become the red, red bishop. bishop. Yeah, yeah. He's I like, would read. Mm-hmm. A comic series. Okay. Because now we like. I, think I thought he to, didn't. I didn't think he did. He did agree to it. Because in the private communication later, he's talking to uh, Hank McCoy, and Hank's like, I think you should do it. Uh, so I, I, I thought that happens I afterwards. That yeah, I'm, I believe that he's going it's to. He's, it's, that's why I said reluctant. I want a little, uh, like a triangle comic of her, Iceman, and Bishop. Because they've already proven that Iceman and Bishop also play well together. Yeah, from the scene of Grace Run. Yeah. We got a lot of info on Jumbo Carnation coming back. Which they didn't show, which was sad. Someone go into that. So he was a mutant designer, like uh, during the Morrison run when uh, mutant culture was becoming really, really big. And then he was uh, allegedly killed. He was a large guy. He was allegedly killed. Uh, and people thought it was anti-mutant, uh, like, fanatics killing him. But it turns out he was on this drug called Kick, 
Which oh, was, I uh, remember Kick, yeah. Which yeah. was uh, like the John the big, Sublime. Yeah, John Sublime's like sort of thing. Yeah. Um, was that the so mutant growth hormone thing or no? Different. Oh, different. Jesus. No, yeah. Kick that's... was its own thing. Anyways. Um, also, he's alive. He's alive. And uh, yeah, I really love this book a lot. Like, yeah. I think it's Me fun. Too. It and great. it. And also, there's like little bits of continuity, uh, like um, Kate saying that uh, when she saw the uh, lady that strike wannabes, she's like, "I'm going to tell Beast about this for Intel," which yeah. means she's telling X Force. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. The and they're they're really I'm I'm really glad that they're taking a liberal use of Kate's powers. I think the pillow thing was disgusting, but also very cool. Yeah. Um, I just feel like there's both this and an X Force. I'd like to see people use their powers in more like in like mature ways. ways. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. They, uh, they they also had Storm use a Thanos line. I don't even know. No, who that's you right. Are. That's right. I wanted a snapshot of that as like a meme. Also, great use of Storm. Yeah, she's been getting a lot of good coverage in this comic. She's plugging in. I still feel like some of her dialogue seems odd for her, but it's also because she hasn't talked in like say? two years. By the goddess, way, yeah, goddess, <laughs> bring down this lightning. Yeah, I need. I, the, I need the ninety-two like cartoon storm. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I dig it. Uh, Excalibur number four. Want to take us away? Yeah, Clark. Let's take hat. You take that. Um, no, because I don't <laughs> buy that anymore. You guys should do it. I'll talk about it. Uh. I, I can it's tough. It. Yeah, you talk go about for it. it. I actually kind of enjoy it, but go ahead. I okay. thought this book was pretty. I thought this week was pretty interesting. We get a lot uh, more time within the actual uh, UK, so we actually get to learn a lot about, or I guess the characters learn a lot about UK geography, and I did as well. Cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's a, a northern. There's Ireland? downtime. They get to break up into separate missions. Captain Britain's dealing with politics, and especially the Akaba. While Richter and Gambit go with Apocalypse to get crystals underground, Richter becomes a, what is that called? A druid. Druid. And it uh, turns out that Apocalypse didn't necessarily set them up, but obviously put them on a weird uh, weird chase. Um, find out that the other world's coming to our world, so that what causes the schism of like Captain Britain, especially a mutant, is not doing her job very well compared to the human Captain Britain. Uh, and then Rogue finally wakes up, even though no one seems to give a shit. So... Um, I thought this issue was good. I thought it was interesting, and I liked a lot more of the politicking and real-time discussion rather Agreed. than just no. extreme other world. Total. I know British politics more than all of you guys, okay. and this is the most embarrassing baby version of nothing I've yeah. ever read in Yeah, my welcome life. to comics. It's literally so bad and stupid. Did you not see when Kitty Pride went to yeah. Washington? This is it was so I was bored shitless by it, and I... No one's voice is right. No one has a single voice that's correct for any other version of themselves. Not even Jubilee. She sounds dumb. Gambit is painful. Gambit's and Rogue are the worst for sure. And I did not. I don't like Rick. (laughs) Rogue's asleep. Rogue doesn't sleep like that. I just I hate this comic. I know the way Rogue sleeps better than any of you guys, (laughs) and she does not sleep like that. Fetus style. Now I don't think it was the worst of this issue in terms of um, the series. You mean? Yeah. Well. Anyways. (laughs) <laughs> I I don't like this series as much as all the other ones except for one, which we'll talk about in a minute. So the thing I did, uh, I am liking about it. It's I I do agree with Clark that some of the voices are wrong and there's it there, it's a little off. What I really like the concept of uh, Betsy Braddock becoming Captain Britain and being a mutant, being a woman and being a, a, a mutant mm-hmm. uh, Captain Britain. That there is. A lot of uh, a reaction against um, against her because the previous Captain Britain was a human guy, right? And like the politics of that, I think can be super super interesting because that means that she has a higher hurdle 
to to be able to uh, uh, to cross to, be, to to accomplish her mission. And we see that in everyday life. If you're mm-hmm. a minority, if you're a woman, you're always held to a higher standard in places of business. So yeah, I, see, I, I like think- the theme that they somewhat fakely not get into. They don't do anything with the fem- f- female aspect of it at all. I'm projecting. Uh, well, that's that. you're projecting. <laughs> I mean, I'm, just, very, I'm like, saying it's a conceptual thing that I like. They yeah. just brought it up as an issue. So to me, it seems like, oh, that's an interesting thing to introduce. I hope they do more with it later. Well, they won't. Yeah, and that's fine. I'm <laughs> not not, not in any quality way. No one that. is disagreeing that it was not handled as well as it should be, but it was still a good issue to bring up. Uh, well, okay, <laughs> that's very so, true. So I know you don't like. I support that like any of issue. the voices, but I do think it's kind of interesting that. To me, it seems like all the voices are at least consistent within this story. Yeah. Um, so I don't like Gambit, so I don't care how he's written. But the fact that he's this kind of petulant asshole makes me feel more justified in hating him. <laughs> uh, it feels nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, um, this is the it, guy I hate. It feels <laughs> almost like they chopped out like 20 years of development for him and Rogue's relationship. And it's like it, it's it's just such a weird. It's, I don't. I don't actually agree with that. Really? No, I don't think the don't 20 years change. of them development will, is a will they won't they? Like so who the fuck cares? Like them being married and him being committed to her is actually not a bad thing. It just seems it's just coming across in a weird way. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I I entirely agree with that thought process. I don't know why everyone doesn't give three shits about Roke though. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone else is like, like, come on, who cares? But she's fine in that flower bed. I, it, it's a meta commentary because like she's been through so much. Of course she's going to be fine. And like being like Gambit is like, oh fuck, you know, what's going to happen to my wife? I do like the way that uh, the Darwin is formerly known as Apocalypse is written. Uh, I like, like they needed to find a new voice for him mm-hmm. because he is not the, you know, megalomaniac sort of would be conqueror. Like he is trying to find like a new path within Krakoa and within magic, and I think it's a it's kind of yeah. a neat. I do like it. Made, him. Yeah, it made I do. him more interesting. I, I hate the trope of the the druid people, the the kind of folk people who suddenly adopt someone yeah. who's got similar powers. Like immediately, they let Richter in. Like oh, totally. you don't know that fucking guy. You don't yeah. know if he's a villain or not. You're just like you're one of us. Google gobble. Google yeah. Gobble. Well, it also gets me, even though they're white, into like this weird white savior category where yeah. it's like you know the outsider uh, who's different must come in and save the day. And yeah. I'm like, ooh, if these were not white characters, this would be hugely problematic. And yeah. also, it is problematic in the fact that. These are Celtic people being taken over by another culture because they've been taken over by cultures their entire fucking existence. It mm. felt very midsummer to me. I was like, get <laughs> out of there, Richter. <laughs> get out of there. Uh, you don't know what he put in that lemonade. <laughs> um, let's go on to New Mutants number four. I would like to describe that. <laughs> go ahead. Um, boom Boom is drunk. <laughs> um, that's it. Done. Pretty much the description. Um, Armor finds out that uh, why they're actually being held captive. Uh, apparently, this vaccination that came available they were in negotiations for a while and so they actually people have been dying pretty aggressively so the villains of the the story do kind of get humanized a little bit but then immediately they say give me the vaccine so i can sell it for more and you're like fuck you were like kind of sympathetic for a second, and then they turned into. Super- I mean, he looks like a bad guy from uh, The Dark Knight Returns, so I had assumed totally. that there was some I sort of negative. He looks like a bad guy God. from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, <laughs> right? But it was Frank, he's. Frank. It's pre no, it's a uh, Rocksteady or Bebop yeah. pre transformation. 
And then the basically the two demon twins uh, fucking get freed by Angel having to eat, uh, which is a great description. And then uh, they basically kill two people and turn them against <laughs> I love them. how horrible these kids are. They, oh, they're awful. I like them. I don't, enjoy them. Yeah. I hate them. I they're think they're the worst. huge assholes. I'm glad that they kept that uh, characterization because I was worried that they wouldn't because they were, remember they were introduced in Extermination yeah. last year or Which two years ago. Which was a nightmare. We, then Glob brings up like, hey, you could have just made us all friends. Which would have made a lot. That more is sense. such a glob thing. They're such yeah. French assholes. Uh, you know what? That you know, French, French assholes. assholes. Well, we, they're so existentialist. We think they're kids, but like, couldn't it be that kind of orphan thing a where real baby Yoda. they're like, oh, they're like a full-grown adults, thirty-two-year-old Romanians trapped yeah. in like yes. the body of? Oh exactly. yeah, what's that movie? Um, orphan. Orphan. Oh. I love that movie. So good. Um, and then when she um, pulls that gun and right in front of that deaf girl's face. That movie is wild. <laughs> Never watch it high. It'll freak you out for years. <laughs> she is terrifying. Um, and then just to cap off the issue, they have Boom Boom show up drunk. Again. <laughs> she blows up a car to make the preface. <laughs> boom Boom saved this issue for me because I just want them to go back to space. Yes. I want those yeah, issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. I love how pissed she is that she was like, I'm one of the new mutants. Why the fuck am I not in space? Like, she was pissed. Yeah, absolutely. I did. I feel like I like armor okay. when she's not the voice of an issue. Yeah, like fair. She doesn't. She doesn't really have her own shtick. She's too yeah. much of a cipher when she's the main character. I'm just like, like, okay, she, I like her, but I don't get personality out of her. It's clear that uh, Brisson loves her and uh, and Glob Herman well, yeah. because yeah. he used both of them in the uh, Gen Next miniseries. And those little Age monster kids. I actually miss. Um, well, he invented the monster kids. I keep thinking Moss and Manos. Uh, Maxim and Manos. Yeah. Those actually, are um, from a Filipino like uh, tel- tele- telenovela, basically. Um, they are dwarves <laughs> from like the okay. n- late 90s. So based off of. that's, the, that's the new correct term, yes. So moving on back, to right? uh, X Force number four. Uh, Krakoa gets infiltrated again, but this time financially. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Ooh, dollars and cents, y'all. The Quiet Council uh, meets to talk about X Force being their CIA. Mystique is like, yeah. uh, "What a cliche, Charles." <laughs> uh, you know, blah blah blah. The Strike Team uh, heads out to stop the next attack and gets mur- uh, they get murdered when they uh, head through a Krakoan mm-hmm. gate. So we know that, or sliced in half. If yeah. if Charles isn't Charles and he's some transformed mutant, it's not Mystique. Yeah. Um, so who are the other I don't candidates? think he's a transformer. I think I, I think he's that was Charles. just one theory I had. Then Mystique was who had was. that? You just had that. Yeah, well, I think for Mystique last week. was gone. I think it would have made sense. I think it's here. true. I still think <gasps> it's right. And they cloned Mystique. There's two Mystiques. No, no. Well, and then there's another one that is dressed as Mystique. Yeah, I don't understand. Then you're is, making this. Work. I didn't even you're know this was a theory. I mean, it could exist, but I don't know. Uh, why. I just thought there might be some other mutant that transforms that I don't know. Well, about. so Wolverine was lunch. spliced <laughs> in half because the gate blew up. But then yeah. what happened? Uh, there is. Fucking what's his Quentin name? Quire, yeah, I think he was he on was the other beheaded. side. He was beheaded by the end. Wait, really? He was beheaded by the end. Was he? Yes. Oh my goodness. He was beheaded. Uh, yeah. I wanted Domino to make it, which I'm glad Domino's still alive. Oh yeah, I see his head now. Oh my god. That was rough. Let me see that head. Let me see that. Give me that head. Give me that. Um, I kind of. Brent loves his head. It's actually. I do like they're really turning it up a notch of like um, this rebirth kind of idea, so they can kill people in pretty dramatic ways, which makes it a lot. I mean, like it's still low stakes, obviously, but it's far more interesting to have characters die and be out of commission at least for a little bit. 
uh, for a shorter period of time than like they're dead for now 20 issues or whatever. I would love that you have to do up, up, down, down, left. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's very video game based, yeah. which I kind of like because it, it raises the stakes of like they didn't just get like knocked out at the end of the issue. Like they're dead. It, now it, it'll it, take some time for them to come yeah, back. Yeah, it changes the stakes. Right. It's not like there's the mourning period in the same way, which is a boring waste of time. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's this person can't be useful in for the us, mission. So we've got to rely on lesser team members in order to. So it's so event. weird to talk about it like this because it's definitely, I feel like in the writer's room, they were like, all right, if they can resurrect people, but it takes a cool down time. It's literally a video game. Yeah. Where it's like, that's, we have to send people out on missions, but we can't use this. Only these people are available. Right. And so yeah. the stakes do get higher because obviously like if people keep getting whittled down before they can regenerate them, they're losing the abilities to actually go on. Good and missions. it makes those kind of deus ex machinas a little bit more fun because the cooldown time for Wolverine has ended and they're in the middle of a battle. And yes. then he shows up and you're like, all right, we got a reinforcements. Yeah. No, I, I really, I think X-Force is my favorite running series. I'd like to see more of X-Men, but I just enjoy everything about it i really like the two like the war great. the you know spy not spy but like information versus intel versus yep. uh yeah operations combat it, yeah yeah it's Very funny cool. like if you you die you have to go back in the queue yeah like, <laughs> and like, no, 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 no. it's gonna being deprioritized because they're obviously deprioritizing yeah. people based on like wolverine, when new ones coming. wolverine yeah. always goes to the front right. yeah and the, and then uh, you know like well my my mom was supposed to be re- resurrected. My wedding is next week. And they're like, um, an entire team of X-Men just died. I'm sorry. <laughs> My wedding is next week. Yeah. Like, you're, it's tough. Yeah. You, you ate get- too many Twinkies, so you killed yourself so you can fit back <laughs> in your suit. <laughs> the, the real thing is what happens when one of the five gets Die. Ooh. Because they can resurrect Professor mm. X. They can, that is the main thing. They're going to go on. That is who they need. Oh, to that'll be a really cool. That'll be sweeps week. Uh, so the final issue of um, of Dawn of X this week was Fallen Angels number four. Uh, I know it was actually it's a better issue, but it's still not great. What happened in one word? Yeah, they uh, talked. Uh, that's two words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shit. Talk. <laughs> Shit. All. Shit. It was nothing really happened. I Cable will... was still captured. Yeah. Psylocke and X-23 kind of argued, and then Psylocke found out that she's some sort of weird fucking mother god, and then Dr. Manhattan shows she's up at the end. mother boy. <laughs> uh, the thing that I... One thing I liked about it was the minion of Apoth that captured Cable when he talks about, you know, you, you mutants moved that to Krakoa, cool. and you didn't think... Did you think evolution was going to stop? Absolutely not. Machines are now evolving, mm. and it's going back to Hickman's themes from House of X, Powers of Ten, which, uh, especially in like the X three, the thousand years from now, the uh, the ascension of of machines. So it is the right now the one book of Don of X that's even exploring that, even in kind of a hackneyed, haphazard sort of way. I did like that part. I think that part of the book was good. I really don't. Psylocke and X twenty three's relationship is just so, so blah. Stupid. It doesn't well, X- even. It's not even hasn't existed before. X twenty three is poorly written, and Psylocke. Terribly I just written. don't. Ca- I just don't yeah. care. And I stopped giving her advice. She's better than you. That's what I, that's my big (laughs) hang up here because I'm like, she's done so much. You think you're better than me? Yeah. I think X23 is. It's exhausting to see their sort of mentors. I'd rather they be partners teaching each other than this weird, like, I'm going to teach the two youngsters. Mutual respect. That would be more fun. So, quick bit of news. Uh, Speaking of cable, there's going to be a cable series in 2020 as part Mm. of phase two. It's going to be written by. 
Jerry Dugan, who's writing Marauders, and drawn by Phil Noto, who is a very talented artist. So, and they showed some cover art. Looks phenomenal. It looks like an old really movie cool. poster that, yeah. that, that's been folded up. Totally. Yes. I yeah. love the vintage look to it. And they're going to bring in Pixie and Armor in there, yes. too. Yeah. Which is w- cool. Which is very cool. Uh, and then one bit of thing from uh, the last issue of History of Marvel Universe. Uh, we won't go through the issue, but uh, when they talk about stuff that hasn't happened yet, they mention the me- the wedding <laughs> of uh, Emma Frost and Tony Stark. Yeah, so just before I mean, we have the, we have the recap everything, but I thought that was... <laughs> uh, so I don't we, want to go through the are, whole recap. Yeah, but are book. we thinking that that's going to be... Those are actually plot lines? Yes. Yeah, I think those, would, are I like the pretty, those are definitely plot lines. Clark, you want to read them real fast? All right, let's see. The Age of Khonshu, which is happening right now. Uh, Interstellar Reign of the Half-Breed, which is about to happen with Incoming with uh, Hulkling. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rise of the Outlaw Generation, which is a series that's going to start coming... A miniseries that's going to come out later. Called yeah. Outlaw. Yes. Uh, the king is uh, the king in black is definitely uh, who? God, what's his name? No, from from Venom. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, uh, no, that's yeah. null. Uh, the wedding of Tony Stark and Emma Frost. We don't know about yet. The tragic fate of Luke Cage and Jessica Jones's second child. We don't know about Defenders of Tomorrow. Um, I think is going to be that new Defender series that's going to come out. Yeah, miniseries. Totally. Uh, Threadneedle, no idea. Warbird, no idea. And then Mephisto's been everywhere lately in so yeah. many different series. We just aren't reading those. Uh, the Fate of Mephisto. And then that's all we got before. He Moving turned. into the very future stuff uh, from the Marvel Universe. But uh, I like this last issue of Marvel Universe, um, History of Marvel Universe. I think it's an all right series. Yeah, uh, the series to me is. I feel bad because I thought the grand design artwork was so fun. This series is so much smarter about collapsing history together. I'm like, I didn't even read half of these things, but I'm like, oh, these make sense in yeah. like the plotline. Yeah. Plot. yeah. So uh, this was a weird week because literally five of the series I'm reading ended. So uh, it's literally like end of the year. Let's just wrap all these things yeah, up. Uh, let's, uh, Invid- in no, I'm not going to do that. Invaders ended. Um, Hits in the Marvel Universe. The Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Annihilation ended as, as soon as it started, basically. There was five issues of it. And Future Foundation, which had a crazy lesbian romance kissing, like writhing on each other, like sitting on people's waists kind of thing, yeah, which is very interesting. Huh. Uh, look How at is that it? Now. I see you have Annihilation. How is that going? It. I mean, what do you mean going? Did it, it, just ended, start? it started to end in the same it, month. They're all one shots. It was it good. good. I liked it. Okay. Yeah. But it also was weird. There are s- Every single issue has like a huge splash page of like the entire cast of something. Like mm. everyone from space shows up and you're like, yay. The end of um, History of Marvel Universe is everybody ever shows up. And yeah. I, I do kind of like that, but getting three splash pages oh, right. of everybody that, you know, the, the gang comes together is, is a little. So Clark, would you say, is this the future foundation that liberals want? <laughs> Okay, fine. Move on. Yeah. All right, let's I talk about Watchmen. <laughs> season finale. So, on the season finale of Watchmen, titled See How They Fly, we open in 1985 on the man with the world's simplest password. Apparently, Adrian Veidt is a sloppy party bottom gay who likes to save his own cum in his freezer. Mm-hmm. And, and one of his employees has dipped into his Howard Hughes stash of sperm and made herself the mother of the one and only Lady True. Uh, later on Europa, the man in the Jeremy Irons mask escapes from his prison <laughs> with a little help from a lucky horseshoe knife and a spaceship sent by his daughter. It's out of one prison and into another as the spaceship turns him into a gold statue. But what's happening with Senator Keene Jr.? That's Keene spelled with three K's, by the way, and the Cyclops clan. They've made a lithium cage to hold Dr. Manhattan and steal his power. But as we all know, any good heist is 60% putting everyone together <laughs> and 40% revealing the plan was part of Lady True's plan all along. 
Lady True heists the entire room, executes everyone in Cyclops, and then sucks off. I mean, sucks up <laughs> Dr. Manhattan's big dick nope. energy. Before dying, Manhattan sent Vite, Laurie, and Miragai to Karnak to make it rain some icy squid on True's parade, destroying her machine and saving the day. In the end, Laurie and Miragai arrest Vite for crimes against humanity, and Angela has herself a classic Rocky Balboa breakfast. Good show. Everybody watch. Roll on stair drum. Curtains. Nice job. That was good. That was a good recap. Recap. So uh, for discussion purposes, I want to talk a little bit, uh, want to hear y'all's thoughts about the finale, but also about the season as a whole. The season as a whole is phenomenal. The finale bored me a lot. I was disappointed with the momentum that was constantly going through the entire season. Mm -hmm. It fell off on the last episode. Why do you think it did that? um, Just curious. I, I don't think it came together that well. Sending them out on the missions that didn't really matter. Um, Lor- like, Lori didn't really do anything. Mirgai didn't really do anything at the end. Um, Regina was there just to as moral support the like, entire... Like, literally, yeah. Like, she, they built all these characters up to be so cool, and then they didn't really do anything at the end. They did that with everybody. The villains, Lady True. Everybody just kind of got it, a womp womp. Let's cut everyone at the knee and it was, finish this it, up. I, I, it's still a good season, still a good ending, but it just... It wasn't as impactful as it could have been. I think the season finale, crum- to your point, definitely th- crumbled a little bit under its own weight. I well, think it was still a good overall narrative. I think the yeah. execution fell flat. So, like, yeah. the thing that stuck out to me the most, two things stuck out to me the most in the episode was the annihilation of Cyclops and then also the uh, squid Gatling gun, um, frozen Gatling gun. Mm-hmm. It was... <laughs> It was like both of those things made sense narratively. All of the d- the dialogue seemed right, but I think the way it was, I, I actually, which is funny because I've loved the cinematography for almost the entire season. It kind of like fell apart and just felt like a standard action episode. Um, but to that point, they don't have enough money to have these giant events. I'm glad there wasn't a bunch of fighting. I liked that it was mostly discussion. I liked that it was a, a setup, but for some reason, I, I do agree with you that I'm like, everything made sense. Her conversation with Will in the movie theater, Mm -hmm. like all the pieces were right in my head from how the storyline was told. But to your point, I just didn't have the energy from it that I got from the rest of the show. I still think it's a great close. I think everything is nicely wrapped up. You know, the season was, did exactly what it was intending to do. I think it was just that our expectations were so high and they, it's, it's hard to stick a landing like that when you have so many balls. I think that and maybe this is a problem for Lindelof that the ending very much mirrors the way the graphic novel ends. Mm -hmm. And there's a sense in which as a comic, it probably works a little bit better that you have this kind of shock that the, everything happened 30 minutes Mm -hmm. ago. You can't do anything. The fight scene that they have is, you know, incidental and it eventually becomes a conversation. Yes. Whereas in TV, maybe you need the three main protagonists to actually do something to feel like things are still going forward. Mm-hmm. I think it wasn't as you know stunning as the past few mm-hmm. episodes, but I thought everything kind of fit together nicely. It was interesting. Um, 
I, I hate the long monologuing uh, that they did because that yeah. wasted a bunch of fucking time. I know. I was like, get to... S- yeah. So that's what... I think to your point, that's what really works well in comics. You can read an entire like nine-page or even three-page or one-page panel of all this text and you're like, okay, cool, I'm still and in it. Like in a <laughs> versus watch... Give me a Hickman informational Yeah, you know, it's something. like... I think yeah. that's where... It, I think they tried to mimic a lot of that from a comic where that's super easy or easier to digest and you're still... Time is happening in real time based on how you're taking it in yeah versus like now you've got you you've had you know i love Keen's monologues but it was like both past two episodes like two minutes at a time and you're like okay great we get it like we could him move on. him undressing while he was doing it oh he's help. so fucking hot yeah he is very attractive what's so, his name james wolk or yeah. something yeah. and yeah. he's not gay because multiple people have tried to tell me that he's, he's gay because he always plays before. gay roles so if i can be the voice of dissent i really loved it um I for uh, I, I don't disagree with a lot of the, the reasons that you guys put. It's not my favorite episode of the season. Mm-hmm. I think that's a tie between episode six and eight. Uh, but this, I thought it was, uh, to Brent's point, a very nice sort of uh, weird parallel to the end of the graphic novel. Ryan, you said that, you know, you felt that uh, like all these characters just sort of uh, stood aside. You know, they didn't really, um, they didn't have any kind of... Uh, agency towards the end of the series they didn't at the end of the graphic novel either uh lori didn't at uh, uh with the exception of trying to get dr manhattan to care about humanity didn't that seems night huge o- night owl but um angela did angela she was able to like kind of do that a little bit with dr manhattan towards the end um so uh i don't know i i i i thought it the, my one problem with it was uh, when Adam said, you know, I think they felt I felt they ran out of budget. Maybe was when the had the the squid Gatling gun. They didn't show enough destination. <laughs> That's oh, what oh, they called it. So it's yeah. easy to tell. It was. That it was literally just seemed like a uh, hail was falling from yeah. the sky. They just sort of except like, for when I fucking Lady True's hand I, blew open. But yeah. I did. <laughs> I, I did. I did love that Adrian bested Lady True because Adrian did his his uh, gambit and then explained it. Mm-hmm. Like he's like I'm not some stupid Republic serial villain. Lady True was so arrogant. Yes, she explained her plan, which allowed somebody to actually circumvent it. And her father. She's actually one of the most impressive original characters in a content thing I've ever seen. Like I think yeah. the actress is phenomenal. I think the dialogue, like everything for her character, makes a lot of sense. Her like her perspective like it's, there's tons of reasoning as to why it happened like i just thought uh what a great addition to the overall mythos for you know the for original sure. comic i, I thought world. she was phenomenal until this last episode and i was like Sorry. i don't really care about you anymore i don't think you're interesting at all anymore why is that i I, 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 I it just goes into the, i haven't said anything yet i you know i have problems with this show i know and it's based on I, I mean, literally, I did talk to about Ryan this last week for a little bit, and I wasn't on the podcast. I think it's gotten to the point where I started thinking about my job and my career and what my career means to me as a dramaturg. And I feel like this is a show that's both written and dramaturg by the, dramaturg by the same person to the point where there is no little, like thing to extrapolate from it mm. that's different from what he's literally saying interesting which happens with so much of the plot like literally like okay that means that usually someone can write a dissertation based on that and be like oh this is what he might mean from yeah. this nope literally boom <laughs> this is what this he, means so literally. You know, he always where, makes the subtext yeah. text and it's so exhausting you yeah. mean that lady true scene where the jesus statue is standing right yes. there was it 
subtle enough? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did, was anyone surprised by the fact that um, it, it was Adrian Veidt in that gold? Um, no. uh, is that gold statue? No, nope. I, w- I was. I, I literally. Yeah, my friend told me about it. Was it was actually oh, Adrian Veidt. <laughs> I knew he, the very first second they're like, he looks old, and I'm like, that's probably because he's actually going to be him in there. Well, I didn't. Like, why didn't? No, I, I, did, I did. Almost throw it. My, well, this is my I almost threw my fucking phone when uh, they recapped. She sees the broken eggs and they go watch the eggs. Yeah. And yeah. then I'm like, there's a fucking egg in there. Yeah. Yeah. And this is going to end with her fucking putting yeah. her foot on ah. the water. And then it's going to fucking end before uh-huh. she actually steps on what? it. My fucking God. I can't. I I, 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 <sighs> Again. Dark mirror to the end of the graphic novel when uh, the new frontiersman, the, the intern, sees uh, uh, Walter Kovacs, a.k.a. Rorschach's uh, journal, and goes to reach for That's it. That's it fine. I understand that. But if it, if Lindelof didn't do that all the fucking time, yeah. I would be like, okay, yeah. I can see. Wait, but you would, it was, you would it, allow one. It was, that, it was like 10 minutes of a scene mm-hmm. of her walking up, cracking the egg. The Did they slow that down? I was like, just was a long time. end it. <laughs> For the whole series, I I felt like for the first four episodes, maybe it was vying for my number one spot for the season with Dark. Mm -hmm. And then it's slowly just going down and down and down to the point where it's not in my top five anymore. Like, I don't. I really, I I thought you loved episode five, the the looking. Yeah, that's right. Well, okay. That was the last episode. No, I think think it's just kind of. I I, I think a lot of it depends on what you come to tv for like i think i based on what you're talking about it sounds like you you want to be surprised i want any sort of surprise yeah like and that but i I think you're also a much smarter consumer of this media than most people would be because there are definitely twists that like i wouldn't have seen coming or like that i try to choose not to care and overthink about Mm -hmm. yeah and it's like we talked about before where it's like if you over consume pdpedia There isn't anything to find. Oh, that's the one thing I was going to say. Do you know who Lube Man is, Petey? Yeah. 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 We all predicted that, too. Um, So what I was was thinking is that I think I would have loved this show if it was on Netflix. And by that, I mean if it was bingeable because I would yeah. not have had the time to think a with lot, this show a lot of people said that on that's that. a really I, good point consumed it like all I, it was yeah I wouldn't have had to worry about all my thought processes that's a very good point. with this show that it would have been done I and think I it's so nicely plotted I think everything fits yeah character vo- motivations make sense and everything about it the acting the dialogue Agreed, yeah. is all so enjoyable that I don't care that I'm robbed of surprise. But I do agree. That well, is that's such just a th- uh, different between us. Yeah, well, but that's just such a thoughtful an observation because if Dark was coming out once a week, oh, everyone God. would have, like, you'd still, there'd still be surprises, but there'd be so much reduced mystery. Like, I don't <laughs> yeah, read like, shit. You'd until be like, who I, the fuck is that character? Who the fuck is that <laughs> yeah. character? Like, I don't finish until I, like, I don't read anything about Dark until oh, I'm no. done. Whereas every week I was talking with people, we were doing this. So, like, that's a really interesting perspective on where bingeability does yeah. increase the entertainment value of a, of with, a so. with all of that said it is literally one of the best comic things that's oh, ever yeah. Come oh 100 yeah. <laughs> percent. oh for sure with, and, yeah and it's we'll talk about that in our next and it has episode so much purpose and is so necessary for today like it's mm-hmm. insane it it uh captures, subject material so fucking important it's so true so important and it captures this feeling of anxiety that we have mm-hmm. Uh, in 2019 so well in the same way that the graphic novel did in the mid-80s. One quick question for all of you. Well, two, actually. One, when you guys read the graphic novel the first time, were you surprised by the uh, 
that Adrian Veidt was the one who was behind everything? Yes. Or did you I, see it coming? I, I was because I was very young when I read it. So, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't. I was surprised by how it all went out. I just knew, yeah, because he's the smartest man in the world. They did were, they purposely weren't showing him as much throughout mm. the comic. Yeah, and I was like, they fair. must be doing this for a reason. And they bring yeah. him up for a second. I'm like, he's got an agenda. <laughs> <laughs> for but, me... For me, it's almost like I don't not I never not remember him being behind it. It's one of because it's like em, with Empire Strikes Back, for example, and we'll talk about Star Wars in a second. It's like, oh yeah, Darth Vader was always Luke Skywalker's mm, uh, yeah. father. Like it's yeah. never been a surprise for me because it's almost like I'm like Doctor Manhattan. It's like it's You're a loop for me See, now. The, the surprise for me was what his plan was and so like once the characters yeah, start exactly. to get suspicious of him i'm like yeah. i can see why they're suspicious of him it's <laughs> what they're like what it's he's actually trying plan. to do yeah i didn't watch what about it? a squid like, <laughs> what i didn't watch it till 2000 read it excuse me till 2006 so oh, like i had already right. gotten Got to this too. point where i had all these thought processes i wasn't like a 12 year old being like no you know not fully Grap- grappling narrative. He's calling you dumb, right? I'm still, <laughs> I'm still idiot. so excited that I think I mentioned this before when we talked about watching, but it was like there was when I was a kid, I bought like a wizard, and there was like the top hundred moments of probably I guess comics from the nineties. I know, and and that was on one of them, and it's actually so was the uh, Miracle Man thing where the guy gets raped and then becomes like that can't be true. Miracle Man, Man or the, yeah, I did. I was like, I'm never reading this fucking book. It sounds terrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. People <laughs> like <they're> idiots. <laughs> um, great. But thank God, Wizard, wizard Magazine says so. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't until in I 1992. S- I was rereading it completely, ha- or like I was reading it for the first time. Thankfully, it was like ten years plus later. Completely mind wiped myself or forgot about it until I saw that panel and I was like, "Oh my god!" And then I like put the book down because I was like, "That was such a great reveal." Like that, I do like my the, my heart of hearts wanted something like that in the season, but it didn't need it, and I'm yeah. glad that they didn't try to force it. Yeah. But god damn it, that was so fucking good. Um, I rewatched the movie real quick. It's still bad. <laughs> yeah, you actually yeah. subjected yourself to it. We, but uh, that sex my, scene. That's my boyfriend sexy. and I uh, paid three dollars yeah. that I'll never see again. <laughs> it's on the DC hallelujah. Universe app. Yeah. Fuck. Um, did you get to watch the director's cut? At you, least? But he no. doesn't have the DC Universe app. Yeah, I mean, well, he does. All five, no, no, of, us well, do. five, all five of us have it. Uh, the the fighting is so stupid. They like sped them up and made them superhuman. So dumb. Anyway, oh God, they break so many. Caleb, what was your second question? Oh, my second question is: uh, Lindelof has said he's told a story he wants to tell. Mm-hmm. One, do you want to see a second season? And if Lindelof is not the showrunner, who do you want it to be? No, no, I don't want to answer the second question because I already said no. <laughs> um, I would love to see another season. But wait a while, construct a really good story, and then yeah. honestly, I have no yeah. idea who the director. Yeah, make be. it like British give TV. It, give it yeah. like four, four years, years or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, exactly. wait a long time and construct a really smart. Have Phoebe do it from Fleabag. Oh, <laughs> from I, Friends. I, that I, was I my third process. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, Lisa Kudrow. Smelly could do cat. Caitlin, what about you? Uh, if there is a second season and Lindelof doesn't want to do it, uh, I'm gonna may regret this, but I would like uh, Noah Hawley to be the showrunner. Oh no. Only, oh, only, Noah. but Fargo, Noah Hawley, not Legion, <laughs> Noah Hawley. <laughs> Season mm. one, Legion, Noah Hawley. What did he yeah. just work on? Uh, good question. I'm trying to remember that now. Let's move on. Let's. Well, this is the last time we're going to do Star Wars because we are going to go see Rise of Skywalker tonight in just a few short hours. And as Brent said, we will be releasing that episode in a few days. Uh, but first, we're going to talk a little bit about the last couple of episodes of The Mandalorian, episode six and seven. So in episode six, we have... Uh, you son of a bitch. We have I'm Mando <laughs> uh, join a crew. Where they've got to heist a person <laughs> on a uh, federation. What are they called? 
Uh, Federation At this prison point, ship. It doesn't matter. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then everyone's double crossing everyone, and Mando makes you're it locked out. into jail cell. Well, no, you're w- locked into without jail questioning cell. his character integrity. He makes it out scot free. The Twilic uh, woman was uh, what's her face, right? From she Game was Tonks from Harry Potter. Oh, Tonks. Yeah, she was Tonks from from Harry Potter. Oh. You're welcome. Tonks. Tonks. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was. Uh, yeah. What, also, same actor. Okay. Cool. Game of Thrones, Wait, the, yes. the heist Asha. team was an all star cast. Like those are all really well known yeah, actors. No yeah. Cla- uh, Clancy Brown, uh, Bill Burr, mm-hmm. uh, Tonks. 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 You're welcome. Tom Hanks combined. No, they do have good star power in this, and I don't want to skip ahead too much because I do want to talk more six, but then Giancarlo Esposito was in the seventh one. Like, they've got good casting. I like everybody in all their roles. He's Gus from... uh, Correct. uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah. Did he get out too scotch-free? Or (laughs) scotch-free? Yeah, you know he did. (laughs) When I drink too much scotch, it's out Uh, (laughs) scotch-free. Both great episodes. I've been kind of lukewarm on the overall season. Um, Do you want to recap episode seven? Yeah, so seven was uh, another crossing, double crossing, cross. You son of a bitch. <laughs> it, it really was another mission with like, I got this one last mission. So Carl Weathers uh, decided that because his uh, town was overrun by the Empire, he needed um, Mando back, who I get really annoyed about because they always call him Mando and all I can think of is Lando. Um, and so he comes back with uh, that she's a fucking like, She's got a great body. She's like very. I want her to be in like a superhero. I don't, what's her cool. name? I don't yeah. know. Her the name former stormtrooper. She was from the um, shock trooper or something. Yeah, yeah shock trooper. Yeah, she's, she, was, uh, she was in WWE. Oh, was she really? I That's, made that up. Uh, I believe that. <laughs> well, she was in the Seven Samurai episode. She's back now to help support Mando. She, was she in the first Deadpool? Oh <gasps> yes, uh, yes. Yeah. she was in WWE. She, she was yeah. yeah. She was the one. Um, yeah, she was the girl. <laughs> she, yeah. There was only one girl in it other than Negasonic. That's right. His girlfriend. Um, no, the the Neil, the girl who did the landing, the superhero landing, when off the uh, side of the ship. Yeah. Whoa, you landed that way. Yeah. Oh yeah. She fought Colossus. Yes. Uh, yes. yes. That's right. She must be from WWE, I think. <laughs> uh, gotta be. Um, so he, they team up. Uh, they've got some guild members. Then there's a big fight with a bunch of different flying dragons. And oh, then, they they also recruit Kill or Quill. Quill, yeah, Quill, and then Nick his IG, Nolte, not IG eighty eight, but a ro- the re- reformed robot that died in the first episode. Yeah, a Taika with DT nine. Yeah, that's great. I like that. Um, so Carl Weathers has a change of heart because his uh, during the battle he gets injured, but Baby Yoda heals him, and uh, they attempt an old switcheroo on Werner Herzog, and he was having it, but Giancarlo Esposito was not. Yeah, Warner Herzog and everybody else is annihilated, and now they're trapped with Quill dead, and the baby is now in uh, the First Order's hands. Oh yeah, Quill dead. That was sad. that was really sad. I was like very intently. I was like, so sad did they officially it. call it the First Order, or was it just the remnants of the Empire? I think it's remnants. Remnants of the Empire. Of the Empire yeah. yeah, but they all that like, shit looked new though. Yeah, they they, those armor. Death Troopers showed up, and damn, they looked. Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. that Tie Fighter. That Tie Fighter. Yeah, that Tie Fighter. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, uh, a much more sensible way of landing with its wings. Yes. For yeah. fuck's sake! There's yeah. a, but it's funny though because when it opened and he got out, they had to cut him actually getting out. Like it's impossible to get out of those fucking ships because you get off at the uh, top and, and then what do you do? Slide down on like, the side. Wee! Yeah, <laughs> you just do a like, cut to him walking. So um, the finale will be next week of this first season. So good! I'm excited for it. Yeah, I am too. It's Did built you, up a lot of it, energy. This, for this me. season has just built up and built up like yeah. Watchmen. Yeah, I Hopefully. feel like 
there were three rough fucking issue. I mean, episodes. Issues, episodes. Anything that wasn't a part of the main plot line, like this when they went to that fucking line. swamp planet, when they had the like daring rescue to rescue the guy that didn't matter, and they ended up killing him later. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's, uh, no, that's this is what that's my only problem with the show is like it still feel it actually reminds me of Castlevania season one where it feels like a prologue to mm, a fantastic yeah. second season. I've been sure. loving I it. That. I've been loving every episode. Yeah, yeah. I like it too. Um, it definitely. I think they've definitely saved the best for the last though. Like they've like definitely moved all the momentum towards and, the and six, they're seven, building eight. a cast. They're slowly building a cast, yeah. which is cool. You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Well, I'm in. And I'll just kind of pop in uh, on Ooh. the Resistance Reborn because I think it ties directly into what you were talking about about the Mandalorian, which is like this is how you build a universe is that you focus yeah. on all the other characters besides like the Skywalker or what have you. So this week I read Resistance Reborn, which is written by Rebecca Roanhorse. Uh, it's actually like the prequel novel, essentially, to The Rise of Skywalker. Um, and it's a phenomenal in-between of The Last Jedi and what I hope that will be used as a kickoff for The Rise of Skywalker when we see it tonight. Um, you've got all your main characters, Poe, Leia, Finn, Rey, and then actually Wedge Antilles actually shows up. He's recruited back in because yep. his son awesome. Snap who I didn't even <laughs> nap. Well, he goes by his real or name his is brothers crackle and pop. Yeah. His real name is Temin, but he goes by snap and he's actually played by Greg Grunberg in the, the movies, which I didn't oh, know about. Yes, so he's that's in who force that, awakens. That's who that character is supposed to be. Oh, and so what's he's so snap co- until he's, yeah. What's so cool. Well, he's oh, Knox, uh, Knox, Nexley, Noxley. He's the, he's like, Nestle crackle. like step, stepson, <laughs> stepson kind of thing. But it's a phenomenal book because it goes beyond like Ray's barely featured because obviously she's going to be filling in this movie. Finn's yeah. a little bit featured. This is very heavily focused on Poe. Yeah, lots of great after thoughts in terms of like what happened with Holdo, what happened with Radis, the ship. Like you see his growth into an actual commander, which is really cool. Yeah, lots of great time with Leia talking with some old favorites. Uh, who and like they're really the. This makes me like the. I want to keep reading all the outside series because I think it makes the movie so much more interesting. Can you read the comics? Can you give a little spoiler? What happened to Holdo? If there's something different other than her dying, nothing happened. That's what I mean. Like, so it was caused because like they just talk about it's all fucked up because of his like. Do they say it's a war crime? Yeah. What do you mean? The Holdo maneuver. Like the reason why no one did it before was because it's yeah. That's what they spend twenty pages on. I don't get why that's a fucking ridiculous thing. This was a very widely debated discussion topic. Why don't you do that more often in Star Wars? Why is she the first person? Oh, to ram the ships together. Because the argument is that that's it's a, a war point. crime. So do they talk about it as if like did she did one, a though. fucked up yeah. thing? Um, uh, also, I think when did, you destroy an entire group of people and then that tiny bit of the group of people laugh, attack, and kill you, <laughs> I think that's all right. I, yeah, the general like takeaway is I would actually recommend. I mean, it was more of a lead in, but I think it'd be good to go back if you're interested. It's a very like YA novel read. I read it in less than like I don't know 24 hours, just kind of casual flipping throughout. Yeah, I I was like lots. I was like, where are the pictures? Um, but no, it's very cool. Lots <laughs> of cool audible. characters. They tie in a lot of things like uh, characters from uh, what is it Battlefront Two. <laughs> Uh, they tie in from other previous books. There's from the comic series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really am praying that a lot of these characters show up. You'll, if you hear me squeal in the movie theater, which most of you won't, but these folks will, you'll know because I... Oh, no, we're recording somebody. the podcast. I'm in the movie theater. There will be uh, dogs walking by outside that are going to like perk up their ears. So, Oh, uh, I just want to say my favorite character from the book is Teza Naz. She was a ex-imperial who decided to make it right. She's like a giant fucking warlord who basically reminds me of the woman from Shira, the uh, outlander princess. So... What kind of gay stuff happens in this book? Oh, uh, there's actually, yeah, two two uh, <laughs> representations. There's uh, Ryda and Wesson 
It's a married uh, lesbian couple. And then there's also Mont- Monty Calais who ends up Is fighting against the first. Is it pronounced lesson, but it's just a gay lisp? Yeah. So it's Wesson. <laughs> he fights against the, uh, he has an, he references an ex-boyfriend at some point in the uh, in the What book. a fact. This is the representation we need, not on the movie screen, but in a book that no one's going to read. Uh, there is supposed to be representation in the movie, but it's yes. supposed to be like if you blink, you miss yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sure. Because they're going to cut it out like for China. It's going to be like Star Trek Beyond with Sulu. Poe just grabs Finn's dick at one point. <laughs> or it's oh. BB-8 and that smaller robot. That oh, are like, yeah. They've got like all their wires and stuff in each other's ports, and then someone I'm looks, and they that. whip them back. So here's a weird thing. The smaller robot's at the top. Uh, well, I've seen well, that. His thing. name is BB. The one rant that I will have is I'm really tired of websites clickbaiting that like because I saw that article that's like there's going to be LGBTQ representation in the thing, and then everyone uses a fucking photo of uh, Poe and Finn, and I was like, this is why like straight men also can't just have affection for each other because like everyone's totally. just like, oh, well, they're gay. So in the last 90 seconds, I'm gonna re- quickly recap episodes four through eight, um, having watched them over the last week. Star Wars, not as good as I remember. It, nostalgia is the reason why everybody uh. loves the movie. It is, from a modern perspective, it is poorly paced uh, and kind of dull in certain parts, uh, even though it has some wonderful acting. Empire is a fucking phenomenal movie. It is the best of Star Wars and the best it'll ever Kiss be. Kiss your sister. Uh, Return of the Jedi um, is actually a better version of A New Hope, even though it's it's basically two movies stapled totally. together. Um, even though I, like, from a narrative perspective, it's annoying that they bring back the Death Star. And that final, that opening scene is just so phenomenal. It, you could watch that every day. Oh, Which one's went, that one? Just where they're um, in, in Tatooine above like the Sarlacc pit. Uh, <laughs> and they all like work together. Oh, to the Jabba. Fucking... Yeah, 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 yeah. Jabba. And there's all sorts of weird. This is your like, last chance. Oh, yeah. oh. I thought you meant the opening scene when they're on the Death Star that isn't quite completed yet, and Darth Vader comes in and he basically tells the commander, <laughs> "You better fucking hurry it up, otherwise the Emperor's gonna kill you. We shall double our efforts." I know. We've seen you at work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, am I Darth Vader? Dun, yeah. Dun. Oh, come on, man. I'm fucking building a planet here. <laughs> come on. Come on. Uh, I, I, come on. So Force Awakens. Um, great great char- movie. Great character <laughs> moments. Great character moments. Totally. Annoyed as fuck that they use the Star Killer. Yet another Death Star. The one that captures the power of the sun. I'm like, totally. what? What? If you mean you gotta wait that. for the sun to like die out for you're fully powered? That means that you don't have a sun anymore. You're a dead planet. It's so fucking stupid. Uh, but the character moments are rather nice, and Great. I think uh, I definitely teared up a little bit when Han Solo died again. Last Jedi, better than I Wait, remember. what? Uh, when Han Solo died. What? <laughs> Can we go do a quick yay, nay, eh to the eighth? <laughs> no, everybody <laughs> no, knows No, we're how doing it. No, go. Phenomenal. It's my second favorite. It's nay. I would say nay. Yay. Or I'm going to give it a, uh, a half yay. All right. So you had the uh, that I gave you the third. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. so you're like you're tied. Like the, we're, yeah, tied. So we're tied. We're um, tied. It, it's the dark inverse of Empire Strikes Back for yeah. me. Uh, and dark it works inverse. It works horse, phenomenally well. I call that movie Horse Casino I was going to say <laughs> the dark inverse of a movie I enjoy. That is like 10 minutes of the movie. You know it that, is right? Casino I party. clocked it, y'all. It it's like ending. a half an hour. She like shows. <laughs> oh, my. What is that? Uh, everyone's gambling. <laughs> 
Then what the fuck is Justin Thoreau doing there? <laughs> hey, guys, I'm a weird Star Wars character. Oh, yeah. Really? It, I, I mean, I did forget about that until I rewatched hey, it. Hey, I'm, I'm Justin Thoreau. That's my Star Wars name. It's such a weird cameo. <laughs> so weird. It's such a weird cameo, but uh, course, I still... Party. Everything else about it I fucking love. I just do. With That's a Dobby fun. Elves. I, it's all building to these great <laughs> moments, like all of them coming together and converging on that one Laura Dern moment. Uh, moment. Mormon. Mormon. In Mormon. Jonah Mormon. So a couple of things. One... Uh, uh, I think it's my favorite use of Luke Skywalker in any of the movies. Mm-hmm. Him being a grizzled sort of like, I want to be alone. I'm a hermit. Like the it Jedi. It Yoda too. Yes, it does. But like Yoda wants to teach Luke, and he's bitter. reluctantly. Luke wants nothing to do with this, and he's dragged back into it. It's like you son of a bitch, you brought me back. You son of a bitch, I'm out. Yeah. I feel like yeah. the movie. Mark Hamill hates it. <laughs> the, worth the price of admission just to see that cow milking blue ocean <laughs> thing and the lanai, those little aliens, Thou- the nurses. Thousand it's, percent worth it. There. It, the only thing about Last Jedi is there's not they, they don't not like, enough uh, milking scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Give me all that. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's just so quick after that. You just get a little snippet after. So I wish you saw more. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, they have a lot of work in the so, next So um, the thing that really annoyed me when the first when the movie first came out was the Leia like in space getting her back, back mm-hmm. in because I, it had never been established before until I watched Rebels, which I finally finished today. And uh, Kanan, who's one of the main characters, he's the Jedi that was a Padawan during the Clone Wars. Uh, he uh, uses that maneuver in the show, and that episode came out before Last Jedi aired. Okay. Oh, well, it's so, still so, a stupid maneuver. Um, I don't know. <laughs> the Jedi are kind of dumb, so why yeah. not? Uh, but Rebels is actually a very enjoyable cartoon for the most part. Thrawn is a phenomenal villain. Uh, a lot of the characters are really well fleshed out. There are some weird mystical things that I don't love. Like they have uh, Lothar is a planet where uh, Ezra, one of the main characters, is from, and they're always trying to liberate it from the Empire. And they have the wolves of Lothar, and they're basically fucking dire wolves. They're just using a Game of Thrones trope uh, within Star Wars, and I don't really love it. But a child pooped on the floor of my theater on Sunday. And other autobiographical <laughs> titles. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so over the last five weeks, I've consumed a lot of Star Wars. Yeah. And, um, and are you still a fan? I am. Uh, I'm excited to see the movie, even though it's getting uh, Rise of Skywalker, even though it's getting some mixed reviews. So I you'll think... find out what we think on Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. So from Homo Superior, we wish you a happy, happy, happy holiday, Merry Xmas, Happy Hanukkah and Kwanzaa, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Bye. Bye.